Yep, that did not pop that much. Hello, no. and welcome to this week's edition of Running on Tap. I'm Kyle. I'm Jacqueline. Jacqueline, what are we drinking this week? Well, you can tell that we are drinking out of bottles and not yeah, cans. Yeah, because the, the, the signature pop did not really pop that much, did it? So we have been out of town this past week. The podcast is on its summer vacation, and so were we. We did a working vacation, and we picked up um, some Star Hill beer from one of their tap rooms in Lynchburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am drinking the Carol. It is a cran raspberry goes that is just excellent. It's really good. I really it, it, we as a part of our uh, week away when we did our grocery shopping, we got some cran raspberry Lacroix, and this is just like the beer upgraded version of that. It was really really good. It has like I mean, so we also we got a bunch of different Star Hill beer. We both love their Hefeweizen, mm-hmm. which is the love. Um, to me, this has like a little bit of a weedy aftertaste but it has like a it's very like sour forward and like a lot of sour beers um it sort of starts sour but like finishes sweet but it is not i feel like a lot of them are like a little sour and then like finish real sweet and or bitter really yeah this is sort of like an upfront sour that just like mellows a little almost like a smarties candy like a fruity smarties that's good that's good um and when we were away i was drinking it from these just fantastic freezable beer mugs that we love to get having out on the porch but now i'm drinking it out of actually like a proper beer glass and it is just a beautiful color beer it's like it's like watermelon juice color. Yeah, that's a good one. I was gonna say it's almost like when you hold it to the light, it looks a little amber. It kind of looks like a like an amber beer, it's but like, like a ruby. But it's, but it's more. It's got a pinkish hue to it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's just beautiful and it's very good. I also tried their uh, pineapple goes, which is also very very good. Um, I think in deciding which one to drink during the episode, I think I like this one a little more. Yeah. But it is a very close second. The pineapple goes has some sea salt in it. Yep. So it tastes very much, I kept saying it was like a tropical dogfish head. It had yeah. sort of the citrusy, sour, salty kind of finish. Yeah. That briny. Th- I, I, after like halfway through one of mine of those last night, I just kind of realized, oh my God, it tastes like apple juice. Like it, it very was a very apple juicy beer to me. It did not taste too much like pine, like a little bit like pineapple, but like I got real apple juice to taste. This, uh, the, the, uh, the Carol that you're drinking is, um, very upfront with like it, you are getting what is advertised there with yes. the, the cran the cran raspberry. And I'm like, I'm like, does it taste more like cranberry or more like raspberry? But it tastes like cran raspberry juice. Yeah. I, if someone gave this to me and like didn't tell me it was beer, I would definitely wonder yeah. if it was beer. Yeah. Um, but it, it does have that really, the weedy aftertaste and it's very like effervescent. It's, it's just perfect for a summer afternoon. It's exactly the beer I want to drink right now. Totally. What are you drinking over there? So I am drinking uh, also from Star Hill Brewery. It's the Rambalon, a juicy IPA. Uh, this is another... Uh, adventure of mine in hazy and juicy ipas uh this is great this is like i mean this is a really beautiful it looks hazy really beautiful color just like this like uh like really golden uh golden yellow uh with a, with a nice a nice white head it, it's real. it's just it's really pretty it, you cannot it is completely opaque you cannot see through it at all um and the the smells of like this it, this beer is so citrusy like hmm. uh 
I get mango and like tangerine and pineapple off the scent and then like it's very like tropical fruity when, when you have like the first the first sip. Jacqueline's shaking her head at me. I mean, I this is why I don't like IPAs. They just my palate cannot process them. Like I'm smelling it, it smells like a pine forest. That's I'm all I get. Because all like, I get. I, I get so much citrus and and like uh, citrusy flavor from this that like uh, I'm I'm shocked that you. Oh. Yeah. You, I you, don't like you that just, at all. Yeah, it's just crazy to me that you only you. There, you it's just you pine, only taste the pine followed bitter. by bitter. Is all I get, I get from my I get a little bit of pine on the aftertaste, but like it's mostly like it's like a it is like a fruit smoothie to me on the on the, the the first couple the first couple mo- mo- moments of of sipping but it's 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 a real this is a really good one i wonder like how much i mean I'm, uh, this is very much like a nature versus nurture question that i know the answer to and i'm, I'm sure it's a little bit of both but i wonder excuse me <laughs> the beer is well carbonated um <laughs> I wonder like how much of a palate is genetic versus how much is like just what you eat, you get used to. Cause I'll be like just plowing through a sour beer. Like, oh, this has like a little hint of sour. And you take a sip and you're like puckering like, and so I- I, Especially what you have the IPA with with me. Well, right. And I I just wonder like how our our palates are very different for beer. They're very different for spice as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, So it's just interesting that like, I, I perceive those, like I, I taste the kinds of beer that you like so, so differently. Absolutely. Now, as we mentioned, we were away for a week and we are recording this back in our home in Washington, D.C. Uh, and we are joined by our co-host, Sal the Cat, who has missed us and is kind of walking around and meowing. So if you hear him in the background of the episode, uh, forgive us. But uh, yeah, so this... This brewery was actually so Star Hill. We went to a tap house in Lynchburg, Virginia. Yes, it is not their like flagship location, which is in Charlottesville. Right, but uh, it was really, really cool. Yeah, the brewery was absolutely great. Um, it's right in downtown Lynchburg, and while Star Hill uh, originated or was founded in Charlottesville in 1999, they have this uh, tap. Uh, this tap room in Lynchburg. What? Shout out to the bottle for the fun facts. <laughs> wow, I'll call you out next time. Was, Apparently, this funny. is war. It was funny. Um, yeah, no, I didn't know that. I'm reading off the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, folks. So this very cool pulling back the fourth wall tap room in Lynchburg just opened uh, last month. Actually, it's very very new. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know it was that new. I mean, you told me, but I forgot. Let's go with that. Fun fact, it's not on the bottle. I told Kyle this while we were there. Uh, Yes, it it is a very, very new, new um, business in uh, downtown Lynchburg. Just opened last month. It was very cool inside. We... Literally and figuratively. Yeah. uh, It's hot as hell. Let's go with it. It's just like like actual figurative, literal hell. uh, We did just pick up a beer that we yes. ordered online because we are still being very careful about the pandemic. Um, but in the time we were in there, it looked like a very cool space that I would love to like sit yeah. and have a beer at some point. Um, and it was it was super easy. We were able to order online. We just popped in. They had everything ready to go. Um, we walked through with four six packs. And it was, I, I was super glad that we figured out it was there and were able to go because I have had their Hefeweizen before, that's sort of 
available in DC. I'm not gonna say widely available, but you can get it in DC if you're looking for it. Is, it. it is great. Um, but I definitely, I mean, I didn't even know some of these beers existed for, by Star Hill. So it was cool to try some of their newer stuff. Yeah, their, their, mean, their stuff I hadn't seen before. I will say, like, you know that the, 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 cran, the cran raz goes that you got, the pineapple sour that you got, are exclusive to that uh, location because the six pack carrier for those was just literally blank. There was yeah. not, there was uh, just there were just, it was it was just, just a, a white, white box. There was uh, nothing on it. So like it was um, obviously very uh, you know only only can get there or a very close by kind of purchase, which was really cool. Right. Yeah. I, I was definitely be able, uh, definitely feel glad that we got to try some of their uh, sort of deep cuts yeah. off off their tap list. Um, and they, they had some things available at the tap room when I was looking at the menu online um, that are, are not even available in bottles. So if we ever go back, I, I would definitely love to, to sit there and yeah. have a beer and, and try some of their more unique beers because so far I've liked all the beer I've ever had from them except for that IPA. But that's pretty standard that's for pretty me. Standard. So, that's pretty standard. That's, yeah, that's uh, status quo. I think I think they make make good beer. I was super glad we got to try it. Yeah, this is it like great. one of my favorite gozes I've ever had. Honestly, like I really really like it. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, like it was. I mean, we got we picked up these beers, and so our week away, we said that it was a workcation. We basically got an Airbnb out in uh, the foothills of the App of the Appalachians, the the Blue Ridge Mountains in uh, South Central Virginia, and. Uh, it was like like you said, fifteen like about fifteen minutes outside Lynchburg, yep. and um, we essentially just worked from there and enjoyed having a deck and some space yep. and the mountain views and everything like that. So we picked these up, went back to the deck and drank uh, quite a few of them uh, last night and looked at the stars. It was really yep. cool. We saw the International Space Station. Saw go the by. International Space Station. We saw Comet Neowise. We uh, we saw its very faint light stared at it for a while realized that the best way to look at the best way to see it was to not actually look directly at it uh and a shooting star so it was really cool yeah uh, while we were down there you also you ran out to do one grocery run for things yes. that we had forgotten and picked up uh some beer from parkway brewing indeed I think it was parkway parkway brewing yeah it was, uh, it was another virginia brewery which was another brewery that is in Southern Virginia. Yeah, I looked up where it was. I have never seen it around here. It was brand new to me, and so it was. Um, it was named after the Blue Ridge Parkway, which is oh. the highway that goes up. He's not reading off a bottle. Not, he I'm, knows it's, that. It's off the top of my head because <laughs> I. Well, I mean, after I bought it, I sat there and read facts to you off their website for a little while while you. I don't know if you were cooking or, or doing something. You you were. I don't remember this. You were I was barely, paying attention. Barely listening, and I was reading. Uh, but I got yeah. I went to uh, the Target. Because we needed a myriad of things, and where better to go than the Target? Yep. And uh, and just was bopping around, and I saw I was initially going to get some Devil's Backbone because we love Devil's Backbone. Also classic. Also classic, but uh, you know I was looking at the Devil's Backbone Vienna Lager. If you're going to get any Devil's Backbone beer, you can see Vienna Lager basically anywhere. So when I right. saw saw this uh, this Parkway Brewing beer, yeah, uh, one was their uh, their IPA. I think that's like the Great Escape IPA or something to that effect. Sounds right. I'm trying to remember, but I'm but I'm blanking. But the one, the name of the beer that sticks with me is I found a blueberry sour. Mama tired. Mama tired from the, from Parkway Brewing. And so once I saw they had they had an IPA, they had a blueberry sour. I was like, that's you know, him and hers beers essentially. Yeah. So we got uh we got a two six packs of, uh get a six pack each of those and brought them back. So we got to have some good Virginia beer this week. We did. It was lovely to try some new stuff. I mean, we are 
super lucky to live in DC where there's a great craft brewing scene and we, we've gotten to drink a lot of really good beer during the Corona quarantine. Yep. Um, but it was really, really nice to like branch out and try some things that we can't typically get here. Yeah. I really enjoyed the blueberry sour as well. That yes. was just excellent. I don't think any of those made it. I don't they either, either of those respects, none of those made No, we, we finished them. But uh, yeah, it was really great. And it was just, I mean, it was a lovely uh, spot to drink some beer. We had a, a deck that overlooked, uh, had, a, had a mountain view and uh, yeah, look, overlooked the backyard where we had some deer that came by every now and then. We did. And so we, we got, we had a really nice spot. It was really a great place to just chill out and drink some beer for, uh, you know, we, I think, but I wouldn't say for the week, we, we basically like really only sat out there together a lot, uh, on the weekends because we both work opposite schedules right. so we were kind of uh working during the week but uh yeah it was great yeah it was super lovely and it all just it, it blows me away uh virginia is just like it's a, it is such a big state mm -hmm. and um there are like there's all the northern northern virginia breweries that are in the dc metro area that we get to try on a regular basis uh but there's also just all scattered throughout the mountains uh there are these lovely breweries and like you know, driving back today, uh, it, you know, we drive by a million signs for different wineries and uh, and, and 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 craft breweries too, and it's like, oh, there's so much more to try. So we it is we were crazy. driving through Nelson County, which is like per capita one of like the highest rates of wineries and breweries in the country. Like it is the the winery and brewery county in Virginia. Um, so yeah, I felt like every other turn there was a sign for like yeah. this brewery this way and we definitely have to definitely get more, back more and drink, drink our way around the state. Absolutely. Uh, How did your running go at our week away? It was, it was good. Um, actually, it was really good. I really enjoyed running out there. Um, now, you know, like I said, we were kind of in, in the foothills. We were, it was as country as country can get. So there were no, you know, I was running on the side of the road, on the shoulder of the road. There was no sidewalks or anything. but. Uh, I did, I did, uh, probably was it, must be around 27 miles uh, overall. It's a good week. Uh, you know, less than what I'm supposed to be doing, what I'm, what I'm meant to be doing right now, but that was because uh, we had a puzzle that just simply had to be vanquished <laughs> on Saturday, and I was not, I was I like, roped Kyle into it. And you know what, it was also, it was 90 degrees by 11 a.m., yeah. so it was not exactly uh, prime running weather, something that we'll talk about in a little bit, but... Uh, yeah, it was it was great. I actually felt better. Uh, I, I was gaining more elevation, had more elevation gains, and running up hills and bigger hills, stuff that we just basically don't do here because mm -hmm. we live in a very flat area of town. And um, uh, my runs went significantly better than like weeks worth in DC. Like the the podcast that we skipped when we were away, uh, I had run six miles or run or walk six miles basically every day, and. Um, they went badly, really, really badly. Like You've was, been coming home from your runs just like soaked and unhappy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a product of, you know, the North, right? Like, like, like in Michigan. King of the North. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, Michigan is just a, it's a, the humidity is 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 less. I thought I remember thinking it was bad when I lived there, but like huh. the humidity is, is is better. The temperatures don't get up as high. Like right. it's just it, this is just a. I've been here five years and I'm still adjusting. Yeah. Um. So, the my my week in D.C. right before we left was just rough and did not go well and had uh, lots of lots of walking and um you know just runs where I came back feeling really defeated because I 
felt like I lost a lot of fitness, even though I've been running consistently. Right. Uh, but going out into into the mountains in Madison Heights, Virginia, uh, it actually felt really good. My mileage, my uh, my mileage, uh, like I, I could have done more, um, and like my my uh, pace was actually better than it has been here in a while and like I my heart rate was like much more stabilized and and stayed lower down than uh it had been so it was and like it's not like it was any I'm not sure what it was if it, like it, my about my watch was telling me that it was just as humid there as it was in DC uh the week before and that it was it was a little cooler but not that much four or five degrees but I think it's four or five degrees can be a big difference yeah uh so it was it was lovely. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was nice to be able to run and get some get some mountain views, get to see some absolutely. Some, some, it was beautiful uh, some there. Vistas there and like uh, you know one thing that struck me. Well, I guess it did. They didn't strike me because all the drivers who I ran by, like I was easily, I I ran five times. I was the only person I saw out running all five of those times. Um, Actually, that's a lie. I saw one other person running on my last run. Mm. Um, but I was the only person out. I was always, like, I was running, you know, off off the road, but, like, on the shoulder. And every driver who went by uh, gave me, you know, for the most part, I won't say every driver, but, like, 95% of the drivers who went by gave me a nice wide berth. Like, I remember, like, that, you know, I had lots of space. Like, I, I, was, that's lovely. I was waving at everybody because, like... I am I'm a big believer in etiquette, so like if the driver went over into the other lane to get around me, like you get a wave and a thanks. And like uh, I basically did that, um, uh, you know, a hundred times a run. As I felt like because everyone was, everyone was doing it, which was really nice. And like I, I remember thinking back during each and every one of those runs, my mom would tell me uh, she was a big runner back when I was a kid, and uh, she would say that like you know she would be in situations like that, and like most drivers would go around her. But like there were all, she said there were always jerks who would like fake like they were, you know, they would get really close to her and like act like they were gonna hit her and like kind of just like and just That's just to scare. Awful. Her. Yeah, yeah, right. Like it's 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 really unconscionable and human beings can be really terrible. Uh, so I had this in the back of my head during all of these runs and I kept waiting for it for just for one person to be like, you know, I mean, you you run you know, I maybe had two hundred and fifty cars pass by me in the span of five runs right maybe you would i'm like okay there's gonna be one out of these hundreds of people who is gonna be like oh let's just mess with them a little bit and uh that never happened and it was really nice That's it was really nice it, like you know it's not the safest condition to run in i always uh was running you know sticking to the left so i was running against traffic yep. um and trying to um be very conscious of how much space i had and how visible i was but it was really great. Everyone, you know, everyone took really good care of me too, which was, really, nice. which was really nice. Yeah, it was it was a little unexpected, really, because I, I maybe just the, the nature of the coronavirus pandemic is that I have been, you know, my, my view of humanity has like been dropping a little bit in the last few months. But it was uh, it was actually really great, and uh, I felt I never really felt in danger. There's a couple times where like I probably wasn't as visible as I should have been, and was in a spot, and I, but like car would see me they'd move over it was always fine so it was great that's great yeah uh you t- 
took the week off. I ran 0.0 miles and, this But week. you did a lot of yoga. Oh, I did. So we had this like gorgeous deck in the back of the house overlooking sort of like yard up close and then like tree line and then mountains in the distance. And while Kyle had a good experience running, like going for runs on like hilly dirt roads where I was that were like totally desolate because there there were like cars in the main road where you were but on shorter runs a lot of it I would not have been around cars yeah so yeah in order to get to the main road we had a full mile along a dirt road yeah that was basically I think I'm not even I don't think it was a private it wasn't a private road it wasn't I I think I saw I think I I ran up and down that road like 10 times and I'm pretty sure I saw like two cars yeah so it it would have been very and I I think the considerations running as a woman are just different than they are running as for a man and I was like okay so here's what I can do I can wake up early I can go for this hot run down this desolate hilly dirt road with absolutely no shade like is that what I want to do? And every day the answer was no. <laughs> um, but what I did want to do was throw down my yoga mat on the back porch and do some sun salutations looking at the mountains. And it was just an absolutely enjoyable experience. I did four different Peloton yoga classes. One was a very fun live 90s class. Nice. On our first day there, um, I did a country class on Peloton. You said you had like a, a semi-religious experience. Oh, I sun, was having a time. Doing country music, doing um, some sun salutations. Yeah, doing sun salutations, singing Life is a Highway at the top of my lungs <laughs> with like I was hawks overhead, looking at the mountains. It was just great. So I definitely worked on my fitness in a different way um, and just... You know, this we, we did work while we were away, but it, it was I, I was in sort of a vacation mindset, mindset yeah. in my off we're hours. Going slower. I was just like, it's if I don't want to run, I'm not going to run. Right. Uh, so I did a lot of yoga. It felt really, really good to because I, I did enjoy my month of yoga in May, um, and it felt good to like, you know, be doing yoga routinely for like a little bit. Like I even just doing it two days in a row, I feel like I can feel my body sort of getting a little looser and I can get a little deeper into poses. Um, Our first day there when you were out, I managed to uh, get into crow pose, which is like an arm balance where like your feet are off the floor and you basically have like your knees on like your upper arms and you're balancing. Uh, So I was really happy with that. And, you know, tree pose, like I felt like, I mean, I felt, I definitely felt more flexible because I was doing it outside and it was so warm and normally I do it in our apartment. So that was a big difference. Um, but I also found like balance poses to be a lot easier. I just felt like very centered. There, you know, there's no computer nearby or like dishwasher going off or cat running around while I'm doing yoga, which <laughs> always happens. No. Um, I felt very like focused and centered and it made practicing yoga super enjoyable. I know I sound like That's a total awesome. hippie, um, but it was a super great week of working out for me. Yeah, I think it's important, especially like and you know, this is not yoga on tap, but but like it's my podcast. I mean, but, it's, but, it's, <laughs> but it's also it's also it's part of uh, part of running is like like any sport, like any activity. You, like I think like you need an off season, or you need like a time away from it a little bit to, you have to, to like, recharge, un- right? Mentally and like I mean, yoga I feel like undoes a lot of the not that I'm damaging my body running, but like 
it's like a repetitive it's healing motion yeah, yeah. so like it, it helps work in a different way and, and like allows you to yeah allows you to heal up and like rest up those muscles that you are pounding on or those bones exactly that you're pounding on over and over again i also found out while we were down there that the last half marathon i had on my calendar which i definitely didn't expect to happen but was still scheduled um found out that that has officially been canceled which came as no surprise right. and like Thank you to Pacers for putting safety first and offering fantastic options to participants. Like they have gone so above and beyond in the deferral or like store credit options they they are offering to people, which I I really appreciate. But it like didn't have me feeling real motivated to yeah. go slog through a run when I'm like, why? Like there, there's nothing to train for, so I'm gonna do what I'm enjoying doing right now. Totally. Yeah, I think that, and like there's. Part of that right now is that it is just so damn hot. Yes. It is. Today is, uh, well, what does my watch say? My watch says it's 96 in Washington, D.C. and it's roughly 6 p.m. Uh, we are expected to get up around 100 every day this week. And with like heat indexes and uh, yep. the humidity, it's going to feel even hotter. So uh, it's, it's the worst time of the year yeah for running like it is just this this is exactly like the time that we uh you know we, we look at other activities to yes. um to keep our fitness up and to keep our running strong but uh it's just it, the pandemic complicates things so much because uh the usual options that we have going down to the gym going to workout classes uh, they might be available now or more available, but they don't feel really available to us. I am not going to go to the gym yet. Yeah. So. And I think that like uh, we're very much in both. We have, we have you know, talked it out, and we're basically, basically both in a wait-and-see mode about yeah. how things go here before we jump into it. But uh, this is a, it's a challenging time to be yeah. running. Not, you know, this is more than just like uh, the seasons are – like you know, what I was experiencing in – April and May and and even early part of June where it's like the seasons are changing and it's getting a little warmer. Like this, is, this is dangerous We are heat. now getting into, da into dangerous heat. So uh, we have both lived here. You've lived here longer than I have, but we've both lived here for more than five years. We've had a lot of these summers, a lot of these weeks here in Washington, D.C. Uh, what are your strategies for getting through a run safely or for running safely while, you know, in, in a heat wave such as this? So I, even short runs, I don't go out without water in, in this temperature. I have like a little handheld water bottle and, you know, I, I have been taking that, but like I'll take that on anything like four miles or less, but like anything over four or five miles, I'm running with my camel back now because it's just hot and yeah. you don't, it's one, like, if you start overheating, like having water is going to be really clutch to it not getting very bad very quickly. Um, you also just have to get up early, and it's like my least favorite it thing to hard. do. It's hard. Uh, but, you know, going at 7 o'clock in the morning is like really different from going at 9 or 10. Yes. Like it makes a big difference this time of year. Um, so you just have to try to go early. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I, I think back to. Um, when I my you know twenty so twenty sixteen was my first full summer here and that was also my first full year year of running yeah and uh, there were a lot of days where I would be out for a run by like seven seven thirty something like that uh, 
and even that was a bit late. And like I remember the next year, the 2017 was when I was in marathon training for yep. Marine Corps. We were both in Marine Corps, uh, you know, we were training for Marine Corps, and I was consistently waking up at 6:30 in the morning, and I was very good about it. Like 6:30, I was out, I was up at 6:15 and out by 6:30 because that was you know the only time when it was like below 80 generally. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, because I signed up for, uh, you know, this running across Tennessee and I am chugging along, I'm trying to do, like, I, I think I have to do some more calculations because I've lost some mileage uh, the last couple of days, but I, uh, you know, I, I try, I'm trying to do, find out what's the bare minimum that I can do to keep, to hit the goal uh, because long runs are just not possible right now. Like, I, I mean, yeah. they're, like they're... Like, you know, I suppose they are if you're tra- if you have some carrot in front of you like a race, but like without that, with just uh, a distance that I need to hit, like I'm trying to just figure out how I can do that distance. That's the other thing. Like the summer that we trained for Marine Corps, it was I'm never gonna say it's easy to get out of bed at six o'clock on a weekend to do to go run you know 15 miles in 90 right. degree weather. But it's a lot easier when I'm like. I need to do this to have a successful, like to be able to run my first marathon. I I mean, there are people, maybe there are people who are motivating to do that right now. And if so, like message us and come on the podcast and tell us how you do it. Because without that payoff, like I enjoy running, but when it is miserable to be outside like this, I don't know how you like motivate to like get up early and put in a solid effort without a, like a training plan in right. a race especially i think like you know anytime you're you're doing a race like that you know, or a longer race something that you're training for you're picturing it in your head and you're and you're look you're researching what it's like and when you're running you're kind of you have those moments in your head where like for us it was like for the, uh, the marine corps it's like beat the bridge you had to get to the bridge by you know the tw- about it's just past the 20 mile mark i think um by a certain time and so you're picturing yourself getting to the bridge. You're picturing yourself running through the hills uh, and like how tough that's going to be. And like, okay, I need to put in the work now in order right. to be good for that. Uh, right now, we don't have any of that. Right? Like, we're just there. There is nothing that's like you know. Last year when I was run, when I was training for Outer Banks, I'm like, I'm running up this hill because I need to run up this bridge when I go when yep. I'm in, at, at mile 23. So that's why I'm training for this. Whereas right now, when I run up a hill or I'm uh, or I'm standing on a street corner. Uh, and I like shake my head to the side and my whole vision goes like this, you know, kind of gets a little wavy because I'm a little dehydrated. It's harder to motivate yes. at that point. So, uh, yeah, I think that like, so, but like, this is the time when I pictured myself last year being at Orange Theory inside working out right. every day and yeah. without that and with uh, this task that I have taken on and I fully intend to complete i do feel bad that i got you into this now you nope. you have been so happy so unhappy on your runs you know it's it's true but like <laughs> i i mean i i i have not it's not it's been rough but like we're entering like our fourth week consecutive of not night you know highs above 90 like that's that's it's a wild heat wave here yes and uh so it's just something that you have to deal with and like i, I keep telling myself it will break and then August will be better, or late August will be better. And like, even if I need to run like eight miles a day in late August to like finish this, like, you know what? Maybe it's only going to be seventy degrees in the morning as opposed to eighty degrees. So that yeah. might be better. But it is uh, it is tough. I I too have found that waking up early is the best way to go. I have struggled with that. 
and need to just do it. I just need to wake up early. Even if that means like coming back and going back to sleep for a little bit. Like I, I like it's just what I need to do. Um, but yeah, that and like I, I run with a Camelback on long runs. But like I, I, I might need to. You have encouraged me to co- go out with a water bottle, and I think I might need to start doing that. Well, because, because it's, you... I, I am. I, I do. The other day, I got back from a run. And Jacqueline looked at me and said, "Oh, is it raining outside?" Yeah, and I said no. I mean, it was it was th- your your vision swimming should not become oh, like not a good. routine it's not, it's, it's not a good thing, thing on it's runs. Not a good thing. Uh, I think you need to be better about running with water. I do. I like didn't want to for a long time because like it's kind of a pain to carry something, yeah. right? Like you just want to run and be unencumbered. But this, I mean, in the winter, I'll go six seven miles with no water yeah. at all and not think twice. But in the summer, I just. Generally, I, mean, I finish my 12 ounce bottle on a three mile run yeah. easily. Generally, my rule of thumb has been anything less than eight miles, I don't need to bring water on. And uh, it's been blown out of the water recently. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I, I've had six mile runs that feel like 15 mile runs and like, you know, five mile runs that feel like, you know, 15 mile runs. Like, it's, it's been rough. Yeah. So I uh, am going to, like, this is a week where in the past I would just be like, nah. I sit this one out. It's not going to run this week. This is, this is an off week, but uh, I don't have that option. And I'm so I'm going to go out and uh, we'll, we'll, I'll run my my five ish, five plus miles, uh, or walk them. I've I've mi- I've mixed in a couple it's walks. Been long a week. walks. I've been doing. I've been like you know I'll, I'll I'll walk my runs. Like you know it's a five and a half mile walk or whatever. Yep. And uh, it's been lovely. I go I go I, I'm out for like an almost two hours and I'm like listening to a podcast and I'm just kind of chilling and it's fine. Um, you know, come back sweaty and whatever, but I'm not like I'm not in danger. Right. Uh, so, you know, I might mix in a few more of those in this in, in this week because uh, my strategy at this point is like to go almost every day, if not, or you know, it, you know, basically go every day, like to knock out five plus five, about five and a quarter miles every day, and um, you know, that's in, in lieu of doing. You know, a couple of days off, and then make up for it for in a, with a long run, with a few long runs, which just are too painful to get through right now. I'd rather run every day for a shorter distance than, uh, you know, be out there trying to work out at a high level for an hour and a half. It's just it's just too difficult. So we will see. Uh, it is a commitment I have to make to myself to wake up early and mm-hmm. just to go. Like I just I just need to get up and leave and uh, you know get myself ready the night before. And do it because it's we can difficult. do it together. I find it. I always find it easier to get out of bed when you are too. I know. I mean, it's you're so cozy. You yeah. uh, you roll over, put your arm around me, and I'm like I can really here for another hour. That's fine. No, we'll we'll be better. But yeah, it, it is difficult. This is easily the toughest time time of the year for running for me. I yep. would if if you told me to go out for a run when it was ninety degrees out, or if it was nine degrees out, and I had my choice, I would always choose nine degrees. I would always choose going out when it's like freezing, freezing cold over when it's hot. It is just this is just um too much. Yeah, I would do neither. I feel like yeah, I'm a Goldilocks runner. <laughs> I'm like I'm happy between like thirty five and like sixty five and like that's it. I, I do yeah. run outside those temperatures, but those are the only those, times those, I'm going to be are, happy. Those are the best times, yeah. No, I, 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 I don't mind. Like, you know, one, if it's if it's ten degrees out, once you get going for a mile, it's fine. I mean, like, I had to wear two pairs of pants on one of my marathon yeah. training runs this winter, See, and I was not too happy. The, the difference between running when it's cold 
and running when it's hot is that running when it's cold the first mile is easily the worst and when it's running when it's hot first mile is easily the best you can also time. always layer on more clothes like when i'm yeah. running in shorts and a sports bra ain't nothing else i can take yeah. off this is quickly becoming from like running on tap to just like complain about the heat which is which we've done for like two months but like uh i mean wait till december running on tap when i'm complaining about the cold God, I'll, <laughs> i'll i'll be like it's awesome i, I love it uh so yeah it, it, it's just this i mean this is a tough time i mean it's it is a, it's a, quite literally 100 degrees yeah. uh, going to be 100 degrees this weekend it's just it's just a difficult time to be running so uh, we'll let you know how it goes we'll we'll do our best and to get out and uh, stretch our legs a little bit see see what we do I don't know if I'm going to run this week I'm not I would not blame you I'm not feeling I'm not feeling especially motivated so when but, it's 30 degrees directly on the other side of the window 30 degrees hotter than it is in our yeah. apartment like ah no that's fine yeah. <laughs> Uh, with this race being canceled, I'm like kind of rethinking my kind of what I want to be doing and like if, you know, I sort of like the routine of like running a couple times during the week and doing a long run on the weekends, but like, you know, it's one thing to like maintain that fitness when like maybe I'll race in like a few months, but like since we last spoke, Chicago has been canceled. Like there's going to be no race. I shouldn't say there's going to be no racing this fall. If there are races this fall, I don't think I am going to be comfortable yeah. participating. I don't think we will this race this fall. So, like... Hell of a year for a running podcast. So, I'm running for, like, my mental and physical health, yeah. right? So, like, can't I get the mental and physical benefits, like, running five miles two, three times a week? Yeah. Like, do I need... To be running seven eight miles on the week like what am i working on this endurance for especially when it's this hot so my like view of running given that like our next race is probably going to be like next spring at the earliest yeah. so i'm like i have plenty of time to ramp up like maybe i scale back a little and i do a little more yoga and i just like kind of approach i don't approach my week like a typical training cycle because it isn't right? right like there's nothing to, there's nothing to even like condition for to start training for right. um so i i might take like another i might run a couple times but i might take another sort of week where my fitness is focused elsewhere yeah that makes sense now we'll tease this this week because we are i mean we're drinking our sour hill beers now but we recently got a shipment oh we did of uh Remind me, the name of the app is... Tavor. Tavor, I was going to call it Tuvor. But it was Tavor. recommended by one of Kyle's friends. Does Kyle remember this? I'm... Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm positive uh, that that's, that sounds right, though. It sounds Kyle, like... I'm, I'm pretty sure I know the friend you're talking about. Kyle has a close friend in Portland. Yes. Okay. And we were chatting uh, with him and his fiance, and I, was, I suggested doing a beer swap so that we could send them some of the great beer we have in D.C. that they can't get in Portland and we could get to try some of the great beer in Portland. And he's like, oh, if you're looking to try sort of unique craft beer from places around the country that wouldn't normally ship, you should download Tavor. So... Why don't you explain to people what Tavor is? Oh, sorry. So it is this app. It's also a website, but I use the app. And basically they have like different breweries on like every day. And like you get notifications because like the beer sells out super fast. Um, but it'll be all these like small craft breweries from all over the United States. They will send like a small number of cans 
um, to Tavor and Tavor will sell them. And Tavor is in like a state that can ship widely. So basically like it's a way for us to access, we got from, you know, New York and Montana, and there's one in Nashville. Did our we get upcoming an Alaska box. one on this one, or did we? That's the next the one. next one coming. Um, so it's just like a great, and you know, one from Montana. We can't buy these like in stores, and most of these places like either they don't ship to us or they can't ship to us. Right. So you basically like you'll say, "I want my box shipped six weeks from now." And in those six weeks, you, you can be notified when they have a new beer. You say like, I want this. There's usually like a limit to how many cans you can get. And you you buy that beer and then, because it, it's, it's expensive to ship alcohol, just right. any sort of alcohol, it's really expensive to ship. So there's a $14 uh, flat rate shipping. And it's basically like, add as much beer as you want to this box over the course of these six weeks and we'll ship it for this flat rate. Um, so our first shipment of that arrived, and I am so excited to dig into it. We have quite the array of options, ra- ranging from a, what is the one, the blueberry coffee. It's like a blueberry pancake and coffee yeah, stout. Yeah, blueberry pancake. So, so unique. Like maple and blueberry and yeah. coffee and stout all together. It's going to be crazy. A lot of good sours, and I'm excited for. A lot of good, lot of good for. sours. A few hazies for you. Kolsch, a couple yep. of Kolsch's. So we get a lot of different things from uh, a lot of different breweries that are very unique that uh, we will uh, we'll be drinking and talking to you about uh, coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, how was your Star Hill uh, Cran Raz? It was great. I really love this beer. I think we only have um, a couple left, and I'm kind of sad uh, because... I think we only... I think we, got I think we have three, three left. left. Yeah. So uh, I just really, really like it. I wish it was more accessible here because this would be like, this would be up there with Sequent, which is like one of my go-tos, wow, I think. I know. It's high praise. It is like much fruitier than Sequench. Like, I don't know, I don't know. To me, Sequench sort of just like goes with everything. I don't know that I would want this with food because it sure. does have such like a strong berry flavor. I think you'd, you would, I don't know. I wouldn't like drink it with dinner. It better be I, good with like the, the goat cheese that we have. I bet it would be good with goat cheese. I feel like you'd have to think about how to pair it. Yeah. Um, but I could definitely see myself like drinking a lot of it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how my, was your beer? <laughs> it was wonderful. Uh, I, it's gone, of course. It is gone. Uh, it's a nice it's, lacing. It's, I mean, it's it's pretty. It's fr- it, from, from beginning to end, a very pretty beer. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think it's, it's, it's very, for these hot days in the summer, like, yeah, you I just think, want to be in a pine forest. I mean, you, you you do, but you also want to be around like some citrus fruit and like have the, this <laughs> this like you know kind of like little tropical. I mean, this the, the the little I'll read the bottle here. I'll out myself as reading the bottle here. Uh, the little tasty notes on the side say it says lush, tropical, bright, and that is exactly what I'm I'm getting from I got from this beer. It's it's really perfect for these you know super super hot humid days. Uh, yeah. We'll probably go out on our little porch after this and maybe have another one. And I that, think we um, will. I'll probably switch the pineapple. Yeah, it sounds like be really equal good. opportunity sour. Yeah, whatever. I mean, you don't, you don't, you gotta spread the love around so you don't kill it all too fast. To right? be fair, I have not met many sours that I don't like. This is true. This is true. It's a, it's a rare bird that uh, you know doesn't doesn't pe- doesn't please you when yeah. you when you open up and it has sour on the label. Yeah. Uh, where can the people find us? Uh, we are on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your podcasts. But mostly those two places. Hosted by Anchor. 
Uh, and we have an Instagram. At uh, Running on Tap. At Running on Tap. Um, it's it's very exciting. We asked people to send us their metal displays and no one did. But wow. if so rude. Wow. If you have like a cool metal display, send us a picture because yeah. I, I would still love to see them. Or comment meow on uh, comment meow meow. It rhymes with bow wow, kind of. Sure. So it's, it's in honor in honor of Sal misbehaving throughout. Yeah, this I don't podcast. know if you've heard, but he's been exceptionally bad. So it, sorry about that. He, he, I mean, he's gonna be like this for a few days. Anytime we're away, the cat uh, punishes us by acting out when we get back uh so yeah follow us on running on tap and comment meow in honor of sal the cat and his misbehavior yeah thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you guys next week do you 